Hey guys, Andy here. Welcome to episode 11 of the Android Andy UK podcast. It is the 11th of May and uh, we've had some fantastic weather here in the UK finally. Uh, it's been warm, it's been like up to 28 degrees Celsius over the bank holiday weekend and I hate it. Um, aside from the fact that I was working all the way through the bank holiday weekend, I just generally don't like the heat. Uh, so I do have an air conditioner in my room so I've been off today and I was off on Tuesday and I've generally sat in my room with the aircon on full blast keeping myself nice and cold anyway I hope uh, you out there have been enjoying the lovely weather and long may it continue I do obviously I prefer it to sort of rainy weather I just I'd be happier if it's kind of I don't know 19 20 degrees with a bit of sun it doesn't need to go as high as 20 that's just getting a bit silly really isn't it so if you subscribe to me on YouTube which I would imagine you do if you listen to this podcast you'd have seen um Last time I did a podcast, I'd, I'd got hold of the Redmi 5 Plus, and this time I've just finished using the Elephone S8. Uh, thanks once again to mine, who basically lent me his phone. He's, he was ordering a new phone, so do you want me to deliver it to you? And you can review it and send it. Oh, yes, please, mate. That's very generous. So I do really do appreciate that it does that. Um, and it was it was actually a very nice-looking phone. It was £170, all in. I didn't have to pay any import tax, which is quite good. It's a bit of a, always a bit of a lottery when you're importing from China. You could end up with kind of... 10 20 odd pound if not more in import tax but luckily i didn't have to pay anything and the big sort of uh, selling point for this device is the gorgeous edge-to-edge screen so it does have a chin where the home button is housed but apart from that the sort of top the left and the right is there's basically no bezel at all it's, it goes right up to the edge and it is a very nice screen aside the fact that it's not very bright which i did notice when i went and did a bit of filming outside in one of these hot sunny days um, it was really quite hard to see what was on the screen but indoors in kind of <laughs> in the uk like 90 percent of the time if not 99 percent of the time it looked a fantastic screen the colors were really good nice and bright vivid uh, and all that sort of thing so then it was just down to the performance, and actually the performance was very, very good as well. It didn't benchmark quite as well as the Redmi 5 Plus, but you, I mean, there was no lag. That's the main thing. In, in general, day-to-day use, uh, and I did a little bit of gaming on it just to sort of test how that how that was and how it performed. It was fine. Um, so if you haven't seen it, obviously do go and have a look at the the videos that I made. I did a camera test against the Redmi 5 Plus, which was quite interesting in itself. The detail was with the Elephone, but the sort of colour... Uh, was with the Redmi device, so I thought it was quite an interesting uh, test, actually. The other big news, going back sort of three days ago, uh, Google I.O. started. If I'm honest, I'd totally forgotten it was on, and I missed it. I was off on Tuesday, and I think the keynote started about half four UK time. I could easy, I think I literally sat around just wondering what to do at that point. Um, I could easily just tuned in and watched it, so I was a little annoyed that I'd, I'd forgotten it was on. Um, but obviously I've been catching up through the videos on YouTube and such of what was announced. Um, the big one, I suppose, was Android P has hit the beta on 11 devices. If you want to know a little bit more about which devices and things, have a look at AndroidAndroid.uk. I just did a article on it, listed the 11 devices. I think it's quite interesting. There are things like, like a, a Xiaomi device, there's a OnePlus 6, there's uh, the Essential phone, I think. There's a few different devices which you wouldn't particularly have expected. So I thought, why don't you Google for, for doing that? That's, that's uh, it's quite different. Normally it's just been the Pixel devices. So what is different in Android P? I think the big thing, the thing that's kind of, grabbed headlines has been the gestures interface and i guess it's kind of grabbed some headlines because actually it's kind of iphone x style um the the buttons along the bottom has changed it's no longer back home and app switcher it's now just a home button occasionally there's a back button as well 
Um, which as I think about it, I don't know why they need the back button. Just just swipe left from the home button would have been fine as back, I would have thought. But the home button, basically, you, you tap it to go home. You swipe up kind of with a short swipe to go to your app switcher. You swipe up with a long swipe and it can take you into your app drawer. Uh, now, the only problem I've actually found with the beta Android P is that that bit itself didn't work with Nova Launcher, which is mine and many other people's launcher of choice. Um, so a little bit of an issue in that respect. But for now, I've just I have just switched back to Pixel Launcher to get the sort of the full stock Android experience while using Android P. I have to say it is very stable. I've not really um, had. I don't know if I've had anything crash on it, to be honest. It, it seems right now, it seems like it's good enough to be a daily driver. So if you've been wondering about trying it, uh, but a bit scared because it's a beta, from what I've seen so far, the only thing that's a particular issue with, apart from the Nova Launcher issue, are Microsoft apps. So if you rely on those, you maybe want to look into, look into it a bit further. But generally, it seems very, very stable. Um, some of the other changes, I like the volume changes. So now when you press the volume rocker up or down, it doesn't change your, change your ring of volume, which let's be fair it's not often you want to change that i don't think you maybe want to switch from vibrating to actual ringing and that's now done in a button next to the volume slider the volume slider appears next to the volume keys that you press um, so on the side of the device rather than the top and it's a, like a little stumpy little thing to be fair it's a little weird to try and because i have in uh, sometimes I've, I've slid the slider to change the media volume um but and actually, yeah, because I had an app that locked it into media volume, not the the ringer. Because again, why would I want to change the ringer volume all the time? So that's quite a nice change. The notification styles—they look a little bit different, a little bit more rounded. There's a bit of color on the on the notification toggles. There's a bit of color in the settings menu. There are various behind the behind. Well, there's the various changes kind of behind the scenes that you won't necessarily notice. Um, there are other changes on their way. So digital well-being is something that's being built into Android P. You will be able to monitor what apps you use most and how often you use them and for how long you use them, and you'll be able to limit your use. So if you're thinking, oh, I need to try and cut down on my Facebook usage, you can say, right, I only want to use Facebook for 30 minutes of the day, and then it will stop using, which probably would be quite annoying, actually. But anyway, if, you, you know, if you've got that poor willpower that you need, <laughs> you need your device to do that for you, that will be an option in time. I don't think that's in there at the moment. I've not seen it just yet anyway, but it will be coming in time. Um, other things that they showed off at Google I.O., there was a, a quite an interesting Google Maps update coming, which will sort of have um, some AR help within the directions. So they sort of pointed out that, you know, sometimes you whip out your phone and say, right, I want to walk to so-and-so, so-and-so. And the first thing you've got to try and figure out is which way you're pointing because it's not always, the compass isn't always that accurate. And usually you start walking off one down one road and then you sort of look to check if that's the right way. And actually what you'll be able to do is open the camera up in within the map, have this kind of overlay of it arrows pointing you down which road you need to go down. And that won't be using the um, compass. That will be using the camera to identify the buildings. So that's going to be quite interesting. It looks pretty good. I don't know how long it'll be until that actually comes to us. Um, but it does look very good. There were updates to Google Lens. If I'm honest, I can't remember exactly what they were. I mean, it, to me, it looked just more of the same. I think it was things like you could point it at something and it would give you a few more options. So they showed like a mannequin wearing different clothes and it would kind of tag the different items. You could tap those items and it would say, you know, these are other similar style shirts and these are where you can buy them or something. I mean, it all looked very good. Uh, but I think the show stealer was Google Duplex. Um, and it's certainly something that's generated a lot of buzz and discussion and maybe a bit of outrage even. So basically, you would say to Google Assistant, 
please book me a haircut between 10 and 12 on the 15th. Uh, Google Assistant would ring your hairdresser. <laughs> Basically, there's a video. Find the video. Um, I've, I tweeted it a few days back if you follow me on Twitter and DCR15. But basically, Google Assistant's going, I've got a client I'm just trying to, I'd like to book a haircut for. Okay, what day would you like to book, says the hair, hairdresser. This is apparently a totally real phone, recorded phone conversation that's gone on. Google Assistant says, oh, I'm looking for someone on the 15th, please. Have you got 12 o'clock? No, we don't have 12, we've got quarter past one, says the hairdresser. Anything between 10 and 12, says Google Assistant. Yeah, I can do 10 o'clock. What service do you need? Oh, just a straight-up haircut. Okay, and what's your client's name? Oh, the client's name is Lisa, or whatever it was in the video. Okay, you're booked in. Thanks for Oh, thanks, bye. And it was, I mean, that wasn't even the most amazing one. The next the next demo they gave was they'd rung a restaurant, and it must have been like a Chinese restaurant because the, the person answering the phone had a very strong Chinese accent, and it was quite hard to understand, even just for me. Um and they were trying to book for four people and actually it turns out this restaurant only books for five and above but google assistant was able to understand that you know there's sort of the person says oh you, you don't need to book you just just come in uh and, you, and we'll see to you on on a wednesday ah gotcha gotcha yeah okay brilliant thing. you know it was, it was such a natural way of speaking and, that, and that's where the outrages come from because people are worried that you're not going to know when you're talking to an ai because it was so they even put in ums and ah okay and all that kind of, it was it really was impressive like i say look out uh search out on youtube google du google duplex um and just and check out those google assistant videos amazing i mean i don't i don't know how long it'll be till we actually have that as a general user um and I'm sure there'd be many people that wouldn't want to use it anyway, but it just, for me, the technology behind it is really quite staggering. And it does make you wonder about uh, sort of, I don't know, just our interaction with AIs and how, how that could be in the future. So, yeah, pretty impressive stuff. Check them out on uh, YouTube. If we move briefly on then to sort of like TV and movie stuff, Deadpool 2 is out on Tuesday. I can't believe it seems to have snuck up on me, that one, to be honest. I love Deadpool. One of the... When I watched that with mates at the IMAX, I came out of it saying it was one of the best movies I've ever seen. I really, really enjoyed it. Just the whole sort of the superhero element, the the comedy from it. Loved it. Loved it so much. I think part of it was just kind of the atmosphere of everyone in the cinema was enjoying it as well. I'm sure if I'd watched it at home by myself, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. But uh, anyway, basically, yeah, Deadpool, big fan. So Deadpool 2 is out on Tuesday, and I'm trying to arrange with my mates how we're going to go and see it. I mean... Some people are working, so oh, it's just a bit of a headache. But hopefully, in the next podcast, I'll uh, I'll be commenting on that. And the only thing, I mean, I'm, I'm still watching other stuff that I've mentioned before. The Americans is doing really well. Really enjoying that. Only a few episodes left now. Um, really getting quite tense. And I've started back up going through Breaking Bad. So for me, Breaking Bad is probably the best TV show there's ever been. Um, just whatever way you look at it, kind of the story. It's a little bit slow at times. I'll give you that. But the storyline, the characters, the tension, and probably more importantly, just the, what I call the moments. So those times you're going, oh my God, when you, you, you know, you almost can't believe something's going to happen or, or you can't believe what is happening. It's just, oh, it's, for me, like I say, it's the best TV. I probably Game of Thrones is up there, actually. Having watched Game of Thrones through a second time, I have an even better appreciation for it. But, uh, but Breaking Bad, some of the best TV I think you can watch. So I'm watching that through on Netflix. And funny enough, the first time I watched it through, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, what would be the word live I wasn't watching it as it was being aired from season one I caught up in I don't know maybe it was season three or something and I started watching it and I watched two episodes and I, and I wasn't really grabbed I was kind of mm, not sure this is for me um, 
and, and I left it basically. It wasn't until the next season started again, and in some of the podcasts I listened to, they started commenting, "Oh, Breaking Bad's back," and they started saying how amazing it was again. Then I thought, "Oh, I've got to, I've got to give it another try." So I did, and then was just hooked totally. Um, I watched it all the way through, and thankfully, it has a really good ending as well. So you know, I always worry about endings of TV shows. That's why I worry a little bit about the Americans and Game of Thrones because they're they're great shows, and you don't want them to be let down by a sort of poor ending that makes you go what the hell but Breaking Bad didn't do that Breaking Bad great show great ending so if you haven't seen it oh my god you you have to watch it and do stick at it try and give it at least a season um, because actually yeah the first few episodes I wasn't totally grabbed but uh, it is very very good TV really very good so that's all I've really got for us uh, this well I said this week but it's been a couple of weeks since the last podcast but yeah I thought I'd better give you drop in and give you a bit of news about Google I.O. and uh and uh, that's that's it for now then really so if you do have any comments come along to andrewandrew.uk hit the forum and uh, I'll try and reply to anything on there if you're not subscribing to my YouTube please do andrewandrew.uk for now my name is Andy I will catch you all again soon (laughs) 